a lot of times we're in these spaces that we just think nothing of because somebody else told us it wasn't nothing. Somebody else mm-hmm. told us it wasn't enough. Or like people tell me now, well, you really going to be in your purpose. See, you just need to sing full time and you just need to be doing ministry full time. Like I, I preach and teach and sing as the Lord leads, right? Technically, I am in full time ministry. You know why? Because I'm ministering mm-hmm. to these kids on a daily basis. You minister that as part. a that you know what I'm as a secretary, the way that you do your job, the way that you handle people, the way that you say what you say and do what you do, all of those things can reach people. And, and for the life of me, I don't understand how people don't see that. Let me find out yeah, the best, nothing more, nothing less from the east to the west. Let me find out. All real, no fake, all gas, no brakes, ain't nothing else to say, but Hey everybody, it's your girl Nikki. You are tuned in to Let Me Find Out. And on this week's episode of the pod, we have Shantae Atkins. You might know her as a songstress. You might know her as a minister of the gospel. You might know her as a prayer warrior. She is bold. She is fierce. But most of all, she loved God with all her heart. What I loved about this episode is that when you listen to the cry of her heart, you really come to understand her ministry in a greater way. And it encourages those who have a bold calling in a space that doesn't always allow for boldness. Hey everybody, my name is Nikki Washington. Welcome to another episode of Let Me find out a witty take on life and culture. Thank you so much for joining us for seven seasons. I can't believe it's been seven seasons. We're a few hundred strong. I'm just so glad that you're here, that you're choosing to spend your time with us. I take it not for granted. Isn't that churchy? I take it not for granted that you chose to listen to what we have to say. So do me a solid. Feel free to like, comment, subscribe, do all of the things. This helps us to be found by people who might not find us otherwise. If you are watching, do not just your screens, the beautiful, the lovely Miss Shante Atkins is on the screen, and I'm so excited to have her here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, nah, um, I love the Lord, and um, but I, I like to have a lot oh. of fun. I grew up, I grew up in a really, really big family, and I'm the youngest, so I tell people all my life I had to fight. So um, that <laughs> makes me a little spicy. So I'm a little spicy, um, a little, a little assertive. Okay, we like spice. Um, we like spice. But that's why I can. Okay. Um, but I try to be real and authentic. And um, I'm just I'm just a real girl from Inglewood, California, all of the other cities in LA County, because we lived a lot of places. But you know, it is what it is. Right. You know, we were adventurous. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love to have fun. I love God. I take my relationship with God super seriously. Um, but I love my family. And I just, I just try to have a good time and enjoy life. I thought that's right. Inglewood in the house. I was born in Inglewood too. So yeah, yeah. You throw up the double you. No. Okay. But um, so so for for people who might not know how you got your start, let's first talk about the music aspect, and then we'll talk about the vocational piece. Um, okay. What made you decide you wanted to sing? Like, did you just did you always know you had a gift? Like, when did it hit you? So um, I okay. So I didn't necessarily want to be a singer. Um, which a lot of people don't know. I wanted uh, to do something else, but I, I, I guess figured out I could sing. It was really Tina. We were at home one time and I was in a room um, and I was singing and Tina was just like, wait a minute, come here. Like you could sing. Like she, she heard me singing. And so she was just like, oh, you could sing. So I was like, oh Lord, because I knew that meant you're forced to be in the choir. You have to do all these <laughs> things, right? So um, I got forced to be in the choir at eleven. And um, they forced me to sing solos and they forced me to do a lot of things. Um, I'll just say they they uh, they persuaded me. Okay. <laughs> persuaded. That's a nice piece you were. Persuaded. Yeah, they, pers- yeah, they persuaded me. Um, and so it wasn't until, let me see, I was 14 when I started singing professionally, actually. Um, but it was more, yeah, it was more like background. I was doing it because I was like, oh, we can make money. Yes. Right. Um, and so, and and so I, 
Yeah, so I, I started doing it for that reason, um, and I continued to sing um, through college because um, that was a way that was a source of income for me to be able to pay for school. So I started traveling and singing with my sisters when I was about seventeen. But prior to that, I just did a lot of studio sessions, sang on different albums, and all of that. It's not really something that people know because um, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really. Yeah, I didn't really share it. But yeah, I started singing professionally when I was fourteen. I had my first. TV performance um, on the Lady of Soul? No, Soul Train Awards, Soul Train Awards. Okay, okay. And for yeah. those of you who don't know, she's saying her sisters uh, who are oh. uh, Mary Mary, Eric, and Tina Campbell. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's that. No, too. no, no, you're good. I just want to make sure they clear. She comes from Legacy LB. <laughs> <laughs> so like, did you yeah. ever have a point in your life where you, did you, did you fall in love with it? If so, when did you fall in love with it? Was with the ministry part or the, you know, the art part? Like, give us some insight on that. So yeah, so I, I started, being more comfortable singing because I was a, I was a very big perfectionist. So nothing was ever right. I didn't hit the note right. I didn't do that right. I was extremely, extremely hard on myself. And it was because I was insecure and I was constantly being compared to somebody. Um, I have seven siblings, uh, eight siblings, excuse me, seven of them are sisters. And so a lot of people know Mary Mary and, you know, Goo Goo, but they don't know that I'm like the youngest of all. And when you are in a big family, people already start off comparing you right? So they're already comparing you to everybody. And then because you sing, now everybody is putting you like in this category um, of, no, you're going to be just like them. They're Mary Mary. You guys going to be little Mary Mary. You got like me. I have another sister who's a year older than me. And so, you know, they tried to make us them. And I, I was, I want to be my own person. You know what I mean? Just an individual. Like if I choose to do singing, it's going to be because it's what I want to do. So what made me want to become an artist, which I did in 2016, the reason why I became an artist is because literally God told me, like, I want you to release music. And so um, I said, well, <laughs> if you want me to release music, <laughs> I said, like, um, music. <laughs> so, you know, we, we got some stipulations, right? Look, we always be telling God, yes, I'll obey. And then he tell you to do it. Won't we, like, won't we though? Look, I, I, I just, can you do these specific things? Um, no. <laughs> um, so anyway, <laughs> God, he told me to do it. And so my father passed in 2013 and I was still kind of like, you know, I was singing in a choir, you know, occasionally sing at when I was in college, like different college events and stuff like that. But it, I didn't want to be in the front because I saw everything that my sisters went through. Um, I saw, yes, they get to travel and that's great. And that's awesome. But I saw how a lot of people in the church like attacked them and right. there was a lot of jealousy. There was just a lot of stuff. And I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to do I'll that. Pass. I'll pass. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so, cause I was like, I didn't know if I could take it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, yeah. a, it's a lot to be in the spotlight. And my family, like we were already, you know, kind of known at that time anyway, even before the TV shows, because when you're a big family in a city mm -hmm. and you're in church, most people know big families. And especially mm -hmm. if you sing, it's just like, oh yeah, we know the Atkins family or whatever. So that came with a little bit of pressure. And then if your parents are in ministry, like mine was, my, mine were, um, that came with a little bit of pressure. My, my dad pastored, that came with more pressure. My uncle and aunt pastored, that came with more pressure and microscope. And so um, when my father passed, a part of me, like I, that, that brought something to life in me. And so I knew like, I'm going to have to move forward in all these things God has told me to do. Cause you know, daddy ain't here no more to hold your hand and be like, you know, do this, do that. And I remember um, my father and I were blessed to go to Bible college together, a small Bible college out here 
Yeah, in California. And so um, I remember I was getting prayer or something like that during chapel one time. And they were like, you know, your deliverance is going to come through your singing. And he was like, in the background, I told her, I told her to go to war studio. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like, okay, daddy. Um, you know, but I, I, that part kept ringing in my head, kept ringing in my head. Like, dang, I wish I would have did it, you know, while he was alive. And so I said, okay, God, if I'm going to do, if I'm going to be an artist, like I want to write my own music. I don't want to be a carbon copy. I don't want to take somebody else's song. Now I know people, they do covers and it's great, but I wanted to have my own music. I wanted my music to speak um, from my relationship with the Lord. A, a lot of people who are very gifted, sometimes we don't know where we are supposed to place that gift, where it's supposed to be used. And I think there's so much confusion about that because people feel like, oh, I got a gift. I'm going in front of great men. Yeah, but which great men? Which, you know what I'm saying? That part. Where? You know what I mean? It can't be the great men that you deem as great men because there may be great men that God has in a different place or region that may not get you all the fame and notoriety that you want, but in God's sight, they're great men, right? And so- That's so good. That's so I, good. <laughs> I think it's important to know where the Lord is sending you, who he's sending you to. You know, social media, uh, the optic is different. Mm -hmm. It's real different, but absolutely. Yeah. And so people would see you on TV and so they think, oh yeah, because even before the show, like, Oh, girl, I saw you on TV. Yeah, you know, we only get paid one time. It doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> Someone lift up your hand and say one. <laughs> one. That's real. That's real, though. One time. That's how you so, have to know you called to it. You have to. But people don't know that the, the lengths that I would go to be able to go on these mission trips because I I really just, God put that there, of course, gave me a desire to want to do foreign mm -hmm. missions. And so I just started doing it. I was doing it every year and I felt like that was enough. And God said, no, there's more. Was um, there a point um, in your life because you had to come to your own identity where it became the God of your, or when did it, did it become the God of your salvation and not just what your dad taught you, what your mom taught you, what your sister mm -hmm. did? When did you really realize, okay, this is my relationship and now I can make it what me and God can be what it's supposed to be for us, not what it's legacy to be. I would say that my, that my relationship with God was always that. Um, okay. Yeah, my relationship with God was always that. It was, just the, it was just the aspect of ministry that he had called me to. Mm -hmm. How have you navigated that space of, obviously you're a bold voice and everybody gonna like what you have to say when you mm -hmm. shake the table. How do you navigate right. that? Um, it's difficult. And I'm actually much milder than I used to be. I okay. was very... Um, aggressive not assertive but aggressive and uh because I saw I, I, because I was dealing with so many different people from different walks of life that were in such deep bondage so not just like the, the ministry that God called call, God called me to of course I function inside of the church I've done everything inside of the church but uh like I said doing mission trips working with substance abuse um um, uh, organizations and companies and being a nonprofit and stuff like that, you work with people who are real rough. So you, your, your demeanor has to match that sometimes in order to reach them. Now, sometimes we can do it with, you know what I mean? Like they say, gentle parenting and gentle, all that or whatever, but sometimes <laughs> they, 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 sometimes they just, they need a little more. Okay. They need a little more. They need a little, they need a little more. Okay? You know all right. I feel you. Cause right. I feel the same way. <laughs> Gentle they need a little more, okay? For so sure. the thing is, so for the people who need a little more, like that was my norm. I wasn't used to like having to be super polished or super, you can't say this, you can't say that, you can't like, my demeanor or my approach to ministry was that because that was, that was who I was sent to. Now, when I started functioning more so in the church, like 
uh, preaching and teaching and even with doing social media, it's just like, oh, you got to say this like this. You can't say this like that. And so a lot of people would get mad because I, I didn't care about being politically correct. Right. I just I, I don't care. You can follow me or not. You know, you can like me or not. Um, you know, you can, they, I have seven other sisters. Pick one of them, you know, but I'm not going to change how I am or like you don't like my approach or you don't like this or you don't like that like I'm I'm not doing this so you could like me I'm doing this to please God now do I want to do I want to make sure that I have the fruit of the spirit absolutely did I need to grow in meekness absolutely did I need to grow in gentleness absolutely did I need more wisdom absolutely and I've grown in those things right but the thing is at the end of the day when God begins to use you and when he begins to, um, you know, push you out of these other spaces and places, sometimes people, uh, they don't know how to adjust because they are so accustomed to people being fearful or they're so accustomed to people being, oh, I have to say it like this. I got to package it like this. I got to do this like this. Or, and really you don't. When I think about Peter, Peter came through, first of all, and then the disciples were, were unlearned, right? And, and, and according to the, right. the standards of the, you know, Sanhedrin Council right. and all, you know what I'm saying? Fierce right. Sadducee, I don't know nothing, right? But one thing mm -hmm. I love the scripture where it talks about when when they got up, when Peter got up, it said that, that they knew he had been, he had so much boldness and they knew he had been in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. They knew he had been in the presence of God. And so my thing is, what is better? God's presence being evident or your perfection or your power. Po I'm so polished and I'm so politically correct. What is better, his presence or that? I remember I was sitting, I was at one church in LA and um, I think it was Pastor Toure who was up. No, it could have been Pastor Toure. Or I think that's when um, Sarah had come, Pastor Sarah had come, right. And um, they were doing an altar call and they were like, you know, um, she was she was preach uh, preaching about she, I can't remember if it was if it was her preaching or if it was him preaching, but it was one of them. Um, they were talking about how you know you're moving into new spaces and you know sometimes you have to come out come uh, out of what you're familiar with and go into these new spaces. In these new spaces, you may see these things that like come out of you or manifest. You know what I'm saying that you didn't know was there, right? You know you may see may see things that come out of you that you didn't realize was there, whatever. So they say you know we're gonna do an altar call, right? And I said, oh, no, I'm cool because, you know, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't have sex. Right. Mm -hmm. All the wait, oh, wait, mm -hmm. with a smoke and drink and have a sex, going to the club, shacking. Mm -hmm. What else? Mm -hmm. I, I have that list, too, where you, you check in and guys right. pull the coattail. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so because these are all the things that people said was sin. They didn't really talk about pride. Mm -hmm. They didn't really deal with pride. They didn't really deal with, you know, bitterness, anger. Right. They didn't really deal specifically with those things. So they gave you the top five sins. And so you feel like, oh, if you didn't do that, oh, I'm good. I'm and the good. Lord said, oh, you, you think you don't sin. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, but I don't, God, really? I know he was like, see, that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> so, see, but, but it was the iniquity. It was the hidden thing. Yeah. It was those yeah. things that we hold in our heart, those little oughts, right? Yeah. Uh, a little unforgiveness, the little, the things that make us be petty because we really don't want to be forgiving. And so we want to do, mm -hmm. we want to do these little, you know, vindictive things, mm -hmm. right? We don't want to talk about the, the stuff that the Bible says, the works of the flesh. We don't want to talk about the fact that witchcraft is the work of the flesh. We don't want to mm -hmm. talk about the manipulation that we do. A lot mm -hmm. of times we don't want to talk about, again, gluttony and gossip, mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. all of these allowable sins that are not allowable according to the word of God, but just people don't really talk about it. I remember I was, I forgot where I was and there was a gospel rapper there and he said, you live in a space and day where now you have to almost show people that they're not saved in order to show them how to become saved. Um, and there are people from Africa coming here 
to be missionaries because they feel like the, the, the Western church doesn't look like what Christ church should look like. Let's call it thing. Right. So Absolutely. the fact that you're saying that is in agreement with, I think America is, is really, we're really lacking when it comes to what church is supposed to look like. And it's disheartening, but I'm encouraged in this, that God is raising up truth tellers and he's raising up people who are going to unashamedly give it exactly how God gives it to them. Your, your voice in the church is is bold and you speak on God's behalf and we know that you're called to other sects outside of church. So what does that look like when you go to, to school? How do you minister without, you know, because thankfully you got a dust and the copy machine in order to minister at yeah. work. How do you do that? So so I work with kids. Um our lovely beautiful children. So you know we have interesting children, right? And so for me, I feel like the way that I minister there is more so my, the fruit that I produce, right? So um, can I remain gentle in this situation where this child is yelling? Can I maintain a certain level of self-control when it's chaotic? Um, can I bring peace where I'm at? And that, it really gives me an opportunity to allow the Holy Spirit to produce the fruit in me that needs to be seen that doesn't require me to open up my mouth. But when I do open up my mouth, right, people know God is there. But then also, any job that I've had, like any job that I've had, it always, it's always an assignment. And it it always becomes like altar callish. Like I'm not, like, I know sometimes people going like, I don't say nothing. And people just know, like people start conversations. Like they just end up talking to me. They tell me their life story. You know, I have these kids who are crying out and this is going on, that's going on. And then they usually will like, you know, look up my name or whatever and they'll see stuff and they'll find out like I pray. So I have a lot of kids that be like, can you pray for my mama sick or my little brother is this or, you know what I'm saying? And so God really has always opened up a door for people to just be able to come and I'm able to, you know, share my faith. I'm able to pray with them. I'm able to, you know what I mean? Help them overcome, you know, different things that they're dealing with, whether it's depression or anxiety or, you know, suicide. He always opens up a door. Like I keep a bottle of oil in my class. And so I got to the point where my kids kind of knew me and they were like, miss, miss, they need the oil. They need the oil. It's time to pray. You know, so I know that's right. Come on, baby. You know, and so people, a lot of times will be scared in these environments, but I just wasn't, I don't, I feel like God has made me like Daniel. He always speaks to me in the book, Daniel anyway. And Daniel, like Daniel, we could have got killed y'all. Like Daniel was sticking his head out the window praying three times a day. Daniel, you can't do that. You're in a whole kingdom where somebody else like you, they serve other gods, Daniel, you know, <laughs> you like, can't hello? do this. Before I worked in education, I was working at this facility. It was an 80 bed facility. That was like a mixture between like a psych ward and a juvenile hall of, uh, in a group home, like for kids, right? It got to the point where we would have all staff, like all the staff there together and they would give me, they would allow me to pray. So when I say every single job that I've had was an assignment, it it, mm. it, it, it would just happen. But I would also pray for opportunity. I had met people. I remember one time I was working at this nonprofit where we were working with um, uh, black mothers um, to decrease the infant, mor infant mortality morbidity rate. So the rate in which, uh, you know, black mm -hmm. women um, die and stuff like that. And so um, I remember this one lady was, you know, she was there, she was working and everybody left except me and her. All of a sudden we get the train. You I get the prophesying. All of a sudden, she out on the floor. Okay, laid wow. out for like an hour. Nobody came back to the office, Nikki. Nobody ever came back to the office. We were literally the place that I was teaching and facilitating classes um, at this program. She was laid out on the floor. 
God. And so for me, it's I, I I be like I don't know if I'm like a secret agent or something. Yeah, I was gonna say God gives you safe spaces, <laughs> but literally I would be in rooms with different people and they would just like break down and we just have to pray right then and there because one of my friends told me he was like oh you got an anywhere anointing I I was like I guess I do have an anywhere anointing and we would be and get it anywhere could you encourage or how would you encourage because there are some people like but you understand Shate I want saying and I don't want to be nobody's mm-hmm. secretary right now I don't want to be a, mm-hmm. how would you really encourage them to honor the mission field God has them in until whatever it looks like for them uh-huh. begins to look like it for them we have this idea of that fame just means the top. Entertainment just means the top because that's Ugh, such a big thing, right? That's just, that's just such a big thing to other people in, the, in other parts of the world. Like, oh, American entertainment is such a big thing. That's what we're popular for and known for, right? Um, and so because that's what we're popular for and that's what we're known for as a nation, I feel like that idea of fame and notoriety is ingrained in all of our like Christian culture. And so unless we're doing something big time like we're not doing enough and so it's like first of all everything that God calls us to do is for his glory anyway right and God needs Mm -hmm. different Mm -hmm. people in different spaces you may be in this space for this portion of your life and then the last I don't know 10 years of your life 20 years of the life you may switch but a lot of times I notice that God is putting us in positions to humble us and Mm -hmm. for me it's been dual so I've been in education I've been in social services but that keeps me humble because when you're on red carpet and people flying you out to do this and do that or whatever you go into Mm -hmm. other nations and you know all of that stuff like it just be like oh you big time no you're not really big time though see because what happens is you get (laughs) get a little puffed up you know what I'm saying you get a little puffed up and then the Lord have to remind you now get back over here I'm gonna let this little child spit on you which that really happened you know what I'm saying wow yeah no that really happened and so I tell people, you, that I was like, oh, you don't know the, 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 the trenches I've been in. I've been in some real trenches that, you know what I'm saying, that people would put not, not even really imagine. And I don't always necessarily talk about it because I'm mm-hmm. also not trying to use that as a point of, look at all that I have done, all that I've been doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that can become a place of pride as well. And so God sure. puts us in positions to humble us. And whatever God has called you to, wherever, let me say that, wherever God has called you to, know that you're necessary there. Know that the anointing and the grace and the gift that God has given you is necessary there. Why? Because there are souls there. There are people there that God wants you to reach, that only you can reach. So look at it as an opportunity for you to reach these people that nobody else can reach. And when you look at it that way, you will see how important you are in that space, how important what God has given you, how important you are in that space. And, and, and how necessary you are in that space where God has called you to. A, a lot of times we're in these spaces that we just think nothing of because somebody else told us it wasn't nothing. Somebody else mm-hmm. told us it wasn't enough. Or like people tell me now, oh, you really going to be in your purpose. See, you just need to sing full time and you just need to be doing ministry full time. Like I, I preach and teach and sing as the Lord leads. Technically, I am in full time ministry. You know why? Because I'm ministering mm-hmm. to these kids on a daily basis. You minister that as part. That you know part. Saying? As a secretary, the way that you do your job, the way that you handle people, the way that you say what you say and do what you do, all of those things can reach people. And and for the life of me, I don't understand how people don't see that. Anyway, I want to honor your time. Girl, Mm -hmm. you have given me so many nuggets and I promise you so many confirmations. I, Mm -hmm. I so appreciate your passion and I appreciate the fact that you are about God's business unapologetically so because I know it's not easy I know it's not easy to say the hard thing in the face of people who don't want to hear the hard thing to follow Jesus I mean which is a great segue for your single so can you tell the people about your your um your single, your album I'm sorry I keep calling the single y'all obviously I just get my life together June uh, 25th it came out can you tell everybody what inspired it and, and where they can get it and all that good stuff 
Yeah, so um, I released my, this is my debut album. So prior to that, I released five single, five singles. Four of those singles are on the album. Um, but yeah, it's called Follow Jesus because I feel like, um, well, first of all, God gave me that title. I had all these songs and I was like, oh, but wait. I was like, oh, but wait. I don't know if you hear me, but I was like, oh, but wait. I said, oh no, I don't have a, um, I was like, I don't have a title. I was like, Lord, what is, what's going to be the title? What am I going to call it? And I was like, oh, maybe follow God. He said, mm -mm follow Jesus, be clear, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A lot of people say, Don't follow God, right? Mm -hmm. We following a lot of people, that's, that's a big thing. Follow me on this, follow me on that or whatever. But we, we really need to be following Jesus because sometimes we follow people with platforms and follow people and do all that, you know, but we really need to follow Jesus. And I feel like all of the songs are really about my journey and following him, made up my mind, which is when, my, when I literally made up my mind to move forward and sing. I let go of insecurities. Um, my journey with God, another one is, is shown in the song, uh, I'll serve you for a lifetime because that's what I made a decision to do. I'm going to serve God for the rest of my life with everything in me. Another song, God Sees You, um, where it really talks about uh, people who battle with depression and suicide and anxiety and suffer silently. That was me as well. And so I think that every, every song speaks to a place that I was at in my journey with God and why I continue to follow Jesus. When you think I have a song on the album called One Day, where it talks about what we can look forward to. You may feel like, oh, well, my life is full of pain and hurt and disappointment. Well, one day, guess what? You're going to go to heaven and it's not going to be no more suffering. It's not going to be yeah. no more pain. It's not going to be any more of those things. So I believe it's a song on there for everybody. Um, as I stated before, I wrote all the songs. Um, I co-produced the songs as well. I um, I was very involved in this process. I am an independent artist. So I did this all yes. out of pocket on a teacher's salary, but the Lord, Ooh. you know, made a way. Um, and so I, I'm just, I'm just pushing that because I want to push the message of Jesus Christ. Like for real, for real. I really mm. want to push the message of Jesus. Like I really do. I really do not, not, you know, I want to win all these awards. That's good. Oh, I want to get number one. That, that, that would be really great. If I can get all these streams, that would really be yeah. awesome. Sure. But ultimately, when somebody comes to me and say, I wasn't following Jesus, but now I'm following Jesus, there is nothing yeah. noble or no anything that could ever yeah. equate to that. There's nothing that could equate to that. That's you know, so refreshing so. to hear. And that's not common, Shantae. That's not common. I know you know it's not no. common, oh. but oh. it's not common to hear people mm -hmm. say that they really want to serve God because people are so, like you said, it best, it's an insecurity that people have on the inside that comes from the outside that causes them to do like this, this striving. They want to strive yeah. and they're like, this works-based stuff. I want to show God that I'm worth it. I want to show people that I'm, I'm talented or I'm this, I'm that. So to find somebody that really like, nah, this really is about Jesus. It is not common. Says, it is rare. And I just pray that it always remains. Whatever your journey looks like, I pray that it remains because it is necessary. It is very necessary. I, I, I've been uh, in this thing a long time and I still don't know everything, but I know this much. People like you, like you are not common. And so my prayer is that God blesses it and it, be, it becomes what it's supposed to be sincerely so so where can we get it though is the question okay you can get it everywhere where they stream music so apple music title um spotify and i think amazon music so it's on those four those are the like major platforms okay and in, mm -hmm. in conclusion because again i'm really trying to honor your time because i want to talk to you a whole lot longer but i'm trying mm -hmm. to respect time so in honor okay. your time last question we have a lot of when this airs there'll be a lot of kids going back to school um and there will be a lot of teachers going back to school um, do you have any encouragement for the teachers and the students? We know the climate that we live in. We know all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff that's happening, foolishness and otherwise. Um, what is some advice you can give the teachers and some encouragement you can give the students? Um, I'll start off with the students. For the students, just believe in yourself and try your best. Like, believe that you're smart. Believe that you're intelligent. Believe that you can do it. And if there are mm -hmm. people who... 
if there are people who you go to school with who may be a little bit tough on you, um, who may be bullying you, um, stand up for yourself. You have a right to advocate for yourself. And I know that seems strange, but there's a lot of bullying that happens like on, on these school campuses, like tons, right? And so um, I'm a huge advocate for students who have to deal with things like that. It's okay to advocate for yourself. It's okay to stand up for yourself. It's okay to say something. If you're dealing with something, say something to somebody. Find somebody who's a safe space and say something. Because even if you don't get all the best test scores and all that, Make sure that you're okay emotionally and mentally, okay? Make sure you're okay mentally and emotionally. And for the teachers, I would say the same. Make sure you're good mentally and emotionally because if you're not good mentally and emotionally, you're not going to be what you need to be for those students. Amen. You're not going to be Amen and amen. I feel like you need a whole, like, altar call right now. <laughs> but thank you again <laughs> oh, for your time. I, really, <laughs> I know, right? Everybody, shake your mm-hmm. hands. I feel like the easiest thing to know. But anyway... I just want to say again, a thousand times, a thousand and one, thank you so much for your time. We honor it. I really believe that God is going to use this to bless people. Um, so thank you. Thank you. As always, y'all, uh, you know where I am. You know where I be. Uh, feel free to connect with us. And thank you so much for tuning in to Let Me Find Out. Let me find out. Yeah, I'm with the best, nothing more, nothing less. From the east to the west, it's saying. Let me find out. All real, no fake, all gas, no brakes. Ain't nothing else to say, but...